is the Parenting for Faith podcast from BRF Ministries. Parenting for Faith exists to help you help the children and teens in your life to meet and to know God. We do this through online events, courses and resources. And you can find out more at parentingforfaith.org. Hello and welcome to the Parenting for Faith podcast. My name's Anna Hawkin. This is episode three of season eight. And I'm so glad that you have decided to join us today. Uh, We're going to be talking to Joanna Adienka Burford about connecting with God through acting and theatre. She is such fun. Uh, Some of you might have heard her for our pop-up small group last year. If not, do go back and listen to that because she had so much wisdom thinking about how we frame and talk to our kids about media and their screen time and what they watch. So it's going to be a great conversation. I just wanted to invite you again to the Grandparenting for Faith training morning. If you are grandparents or you know grandparents, do get them booked onto that. It's going to be really, really helpful. We're launching the new Grandparenting for Faith book. We've got Dr. Sarah Holmes from Liverpool Hope University presenting some of her research. We've got Rachel Turner, um, loads of seminar options. It's just going to be a really, really good morning together. It's on Zoom, so everyone can attend. It's very easy. Um, Just click the link in the notes to do that. Um, I also wanted to say goodbye for a bit. Well, au revoir, at least. Some of you know that um, I am expecting a baby. In fact, I'm recording this in advance, so I might even have already had a baby. Uh, But so I'm going to be dipping out of Parenting for Faith just for the next few months. I'll be back towards the end of the year. Um, But I'm leaving you in the very, very capable hands of Lucy, who you already know and love. Um, And the podcast will be continuing as normal. Uh, But yeah, thank you so much for the way that you have encouraged and supported uh, me and the rest of the team. And please keep following Parenting for Faith and staying in touch and engaging with everything that they're doing. Um, I will be back soon and I can't wait to catch up with you all. But let's hear now from Lucy and Joanna. I'm delighted to be here today with Joanna Adienka Burford. Many of you will recognise Joanna because she is a CBeebies presenter. She is also an actress trained at Italia Conti, working on stage and screen with many experience in acting, teaching dance, TV presenting and voiceovers. You may have seen her on TV in Holby City or Little Britain. And on stage, she has been in As You Like It at The Globe, as well as numerous pantos, including one this Christmas just gone. Uh, Joanna is a wife and a mum of a boy and a girl. And we at Parenting for Faith think she is pretty awesome. In fact, she led our amazing pop-up small group back in September on TV and screen time, which if you were there, uh, you'll you'll know how wise and brilliant Joanna is. If you weren't there, then go and look it up on our website. So Joanna, it's great to finally have you on the podcast. Welcome. Oh, thanks for having me, Lucy. It's good to be here. How are you doing today? Yeah, very well. Very well. A little cold, but that's all good. It is, isn't it? It's just that kind of season, that chilly season, but we will get there and soon it will be lighter and warmer, we hope. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Joanna, we're going to just dive in and uh, ask for your story. We'd love you to tell us kind of your story about um, how you kind of grew and developed as an actor. So when, when was it that you discovered a love of acting? How did that kind of grow? Well, I'm going to take you back, way back in time. (laughs) Um, Back before acting, really, because really, I first fell in love with dancing. And that led me into acting. And it's I feel like it's relevant because at two years old, my sister, who was two years older than me, two and a half years older than me, to be exact, uh, was in her ballet class. And I would have to be tortured every Saturday 
breast up against the glass, watching her from outside, <laughs> wanting and wishing that I could be in there with her. But they didn't accept kids until they were three. Um, but because I was such a keen bean and really, really asked every Saturday, the dance teacher that I, can I come in now, please? Can I come in? Um, she let me in at two and a half. Amazing. So I snuck in a bit early. And that's where my love of performing started really was in dance. Mm. But it wasn't until I was at secondary school that I found a real love for acting. My parents would probably tell you that I had a love for acting at home because I was, <laughs> you know, dramatic, <laughs> playing playing the class uh, clown at home, um, and funnily enough, very shy at school. But at secondary school, I came into my own and began getting involved in school plays. Took drama GCSE. Had a fantastic drama teacher who really nurtured me, and at 16, went off to a performing arts school, mostly because of my love of dance, but also there, really, I went in mostly as a dancer and left mostly as an actor. And that's where I really found my feet there. How did your parents kind of develop and nurture that kind of performing gift in you as you grew up through dance and acting? So they were brilliant. My parents are absolutely uh, the most freeing, um, championing people. They, you know, they obviously they allowed me to go to my dance classes first and foremost. <laughs> Every Saturday, my sister and I uh, would go and we'd go from one building to another doing tap and ballet and modern. And as I got older, they were taking me four times a week to various dance classes. So they really made space and they made room in our lives, um, you know, time-wise and financially for me to do that. And they just gave me that freedom to be who I was and to, to express myself and explore those things that I loved. There was never any pressure uh, to go, you know, you, no, you must do something more sensible or go and, you know, I don't know. Be a lawyer. My, 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 so my sister's a lawyer. Okay. But that was, that was her path and it was right for her. She's a brilliant lawyer. She's at the top of her game. She's now a, a partner in a corporate firm. She's, she's brilliant, but that's who she was designed and created to be. And my parents were really good at seeing that we were different. Mm. Um, and that was going to be, her path and that was great and they championed that and they allowed her to go and you know she did work experience at 14 15 when she went up to the old bailey and and for me they made space for me to be me they didn't try and squash me into being like her or being something that they wanted they were like yeah cool we we just we just champion you whatever you want to do we love you and let's go for it and when i was probably about 13, 14, 15, somewhere around there. I I then started to go up to London once a month to train at a, a, a dance academy as well. So they just really did all that they could do to support what we love doing and what they could see in us as well. And that is such a gift, isn't it? That's probably the best thing we could give our children other than introducing them to Jesus is that mm. freedom to be themselves, to develop into the people that God has created them to be. And it sounds like your parents did that so well. 
how did your faith fit into all this? Were you a Christian at this stage or did that come much later? So I grew up in a Christian home, going to church every Sunday and going to Sunday school. And I did have, as a kid, I remember very early on having uh, an experience of being close to God, very young, sitting in my bed, writing worship songs to, and, and, and praying and all the things, but really going through that those later years of primary school and secondary school, I really didn't have a personal connection with God. That came much later. So for me, there wasn't really a connection between faith and acting because I didn't really, my faith wasn't very developed at that stage as a, as a teen um, and preteen. So finding that connection really came a lot later. And now, I mean, it's inseparable. Mm. There is no way I could be in this industry without the strength of my faith that I have. But initially it was, they were, they, I, I didn't connect the dots. Yeah. Um, and I even remember thinking and being involved with some dance stuff with my youth group and having a real passion for dance and starting to have a, you know, passion for, for being in church and, and finding my feet and finding Jesus really, but kind of questioning. And I remember asking myself or asking God and, and wrestling with this question about how can this ever be connected? I remember as a child thinking that, <laughs> you know, how, how little did I know? How how little <laughs> did I realise how connected um, they could become? And they did for me later in life. So, yeah. And can you talk us through that process a little of coming back to faith and starting to see how that tied in with your acting and your performing? How did that kind of work for you? Was it an instant thing like, okay, great, God is in every aspect of my acting? Or was it a gradual journey of the two kind of converging a little bit? Yeah, it was definitely more of a gradual journey. And I think when you start out, probably in any profession, but I only know this, <laughs> but you want it, you, you know, you just want it, you want it to happen and you're going for it and you're working hard and there's very much sense of, I'm doing it. I'm working for it. And even um, in, in a faith journey, I'm not saying this is right or wrong, but, you know, often people's prayers are just very much, oh, please pray that I get this job. And yeah. you want to, you're praying for these things to happen. You're working, you're working, you're working. And it, it, it was a gradual, really gradual realisation of being able to, allow God to work and allow for me to surrender all that I wanted and all my plans and, mm. and all the things I wanted to do and flip it on its head. So it yeah. wasn't just about me doing it and me working and me asking for God to do things for me. Mm. It was twisting that and making sure that it was God who was leading that and making sure that I was in alignment with what, actually I felt God wanted to do with my life. Mm. Um, and I think that all probably came to a head when I realized that, so I started off as an actor and then gradually sort of migrated into presenting, which is really what I always had wanted to do as much as I love acting as well. Um, and I tried to get a presenting agent 
<laughs> Who knew that that was the most impossible task in the world? <laughs> that is like crazy. Uh, nobody wants to take you on as a presenter unless you're a presenter. It's bizarre. Mm. So when I hit that barrier, um, probably about 15 or so years ago now, I really remember God saying to me, just let me be your agent. Trust me. Mm. I will open doors for you that no one else can open. Just walk with me. And it was incredible because even to this day, I have an acting agent, but I don't have a presenting agent. Mm. And that was so good for me to be able to put my complete faith and trust in God. It's not me. I'm not doing this in my own strength. Yeah. And it, many, many, many times on my journey, I've gone, okay, God, if you want me to lay this down, if I'm, if I'm done, if this is, if this is finished, if I've done all I need to do here, then I'm okay. I completely, I put it back to you. Mm. You still want me to have it. I'm cool. But I'm not like running after it and chasing after it and praying for this. Please, can I have this? Focus isn't on the fruit of what I'm I'm going to get. My focus needs to just stay on Jesus and my relationship with him. Because in this kind of industry, you do need to have a healthy dose of resilience. Um, oh. You really need to know who you are. You do because you will be swept from side to side. People will tell you things. People will not give you jobs. You will feel rejection um, and all of that. And if you're not rooted, that can be really, really hard. So, and what am I going to root myself in? Am I going to root myself in something that shifts? No. Am I going to root myself in what I see on social media? Absolutely not, because that's rubbish. Um, <laughs> but... I need to be rooted in something that's solid. I need to be anchored and I need to be anchored to God. Mm. And so for me, that's what I say now, my faith and industry is inseparable. I could not, I could not do what I do without having a really strong faith, but that's taken me years to, to get to the point (laughs) where those are so knitted together. It's so good. And it's so good. It's so relevant for all of us, isn't it? That journey of um, seeking not kind of our own kingdom and our own um, ambitions over what God has for us, which is so much better, but not necessarily what we would have expected or desired in the first place. Matthew 6 comes to mind, you know, seek first my kingdom and my righteousness and all these things will be added to you. To an outsider, the world of stage and screen does look like it could be a very harsh industry to be involved in and quite difficult maybe to be a Christian with that, within that environment. Um, how, have you found, how have you found that in the professional kind of world of TV presenting and acting? So when I first came into the industry, I was a baby Christian. So I didn't really have the boldness um, to just be like, this is who I am. Mm. If you like it, great. If you don't, oh, well, you know, you want to be liked, you want to be accepted. Um, so you often just stay quiet. At that stage in your career, I imagine there's there's a lot of kind of practical things hanging on it as well. You know, you're usually on your own, you're supporting yourself, you, you need this work. 
and you I can understand why you'd be hesitant to do anything that you thought might put you at jeopardy of not getting the work that you need to sort of support yourself and start to kind of create a name for yourself in that industry. Yeah, 100%. But I think now looking looking back on it and I, what I would advise to any younger person getting into it is your integrity first because, yes, you may want to work, but at what expense? Now at work, I, I, you know, I'm happy for everybody to know I'm a Christian and I love talking about my faith. And often what I feel is that, and it won't necessarily be the first thing I talk about, but I'll always want seek to get to know people, build a relationship with people. I think that's always for me. That always comes first. Yeah. Always a relationship first. Um, but as soon as you dig into someone's life a bit more and you might talk about something about your faith, um, it's surprising how many people either they might also be a Christian and they're like, Oh, I didn't realize you're a Christian, but yeah. they, they haven't wanted to say anything. Cause they were a bit like, Oh, you know, <laughs> or, or, or. Um, so and before you know it, you've made a connection or somebody could just be open and interested because lots of people have their own, you know, everyone's got their own experiences. People are pretty open as long as you're not, you know, I'm not kind of, I'm not bashing anyone over the head saying, you shouldn't do this. You know, oh, don't do that. That's just weird. People don't do that. No. That's not cool. <laughs> but when you're authentic, I think, and often people see something different in you or they feel yeah. something different in mm. you anyway, that opens the door for you to be able to just share who you are. And often people are very respectful yeah. of that. Um, yeah. That is so good to hear. Um, how would you kind of advise Christian parents who have children who are getting into this um, area of either for work or or they're younger and they're doing a lot of acting, they're spending a lot of time in, mm. in these environments. How would you advise them to nurture that gift in their children in a way that glorifies God first and yeah. foremost? Because you've talked of some of the kind of um integrity issues maybe and mm. and yet a child's got to make up their own mind but other things we mm. can do as parents to kind of equip our children in those environments for me and this would be yes but relevant to acting but probably into any industry yeah that i'm thinking about my own kids as well might go into it's that thing of rooting them firmly in jesus yeah because no matter what they do, they will need to have that really um, strong sense of whose they are yeah. and who they are. And I think that as a foundation will set them up well to succeed in any industry, particularly mm. in this arts industry, where, as I mentioned, there are, there's a lot of rejection. There's a lot of people telling you, oh, you don't look right or... Um, you know, you need to lose weight or you need to be more like this or, hey, wear this ridiculous outfit, <laughs> say these swear words. And they need to know who they are and whose they are. Yes. And be confident in that and be able to, in love, be able to stand up for themselves. And I think if we can develop kids who are really rooted in truth and in 
the word and have their own connection, personal connection with Jesus to have their own conviction of the Holy Spirit. Because I found that personally, there have been times when I've, I've had to just lean in and listen to what I feel like God is saying in you know various scenarios mm. um, in and outside of work. But if you can have that for yourself, that's the most beautiful gift that we can give our children to set them up to, to succeed in life is that we help them to find um, their own personal relationship with God. Because I think without that, it can be a real, we can give you, you know, you can put tools in place and have external things, but they are just like, they are external, they're wrapping Mm. paper. I think that would be my advice is just to encourage and nurture their relationships with God and, and also that they would their perspectives would be healthy in terms of not seeking the reward not seeking the and having hanging everything on getting this role in the play oh I didn't you know and actually just continuing to seek God and to trust him and understand that it's okay like he's for you he loves you you have all of his favor so if that role is for you, it's yours. And if it's not for you, then don't worry. Something yeah. else will be. And let's champion and cheer on the person that did get that role because then we're going to also shape our industry in a different way as well. We don't need to be jealous. We don't need to be comparing ourselves to one another. We can champion each other. And I think when our perspective shifts, um, that when we know that God's got great things for each and every one of us, yeah. you don't need to worry that you haven't got that role. Mm. I think if we can give the, those kind of tools to our kids, then again, they're, they're being set up to win. All the skill stuff, that, that can happen. <laughs> but I'm like, the heart and the integrity, so much more important because the skill will get you there, but the integrity will keep you there. And I love what you said about shaping the industry as well. You know, how exciting that you can go in and, and by you being you and, and um, being having integrity, having a good character, you can actually shape what goes on around you. That's that's incredible. And ultimately, you become more employable, Yes, <laughs> you know, as that kind of person, because I think oftentimes the reason why I've got uh, repeat work with people is not because I'm good at my job. I am good at my job, but it's not just because you're good at your job. It's because of who you are when you're there, what you bring. If you mm. bring, you know, an atmosphere of of joy and, and hard work and integrity, all of those things are really important. I think anytime I've spoken to young people about getting into the industry, I very much focus on it's not just about what you do, it's who you are as well. One of the parenting faith key tools is creating windows. And I want to go out on a limb here and say that uh, if anyone listening has got kids who want to get into the world of TV presenting and acting, then you, Joanna, are an excellent window <laughs> into what it looks like to be a Christian in that world. But I was just really interested to know, have there been people in your life who have created that window for you into what it looks like to be a Christian within that world? Or have you kind of had to find your own own way a bit with that? I think early on, I definitely had to just find my own way. Mm. Often, as I said, I think um, there are Christians, but you don't always know that they're Christians. I don't know if anyone can relate to this, but yes. somebody, you'll see something, maybe on Instagram, and they'll be like, oh, I didn't know 
it was a Christian. Yeah. You know, it's always that <laughs> surprise of going, wow. It's all, all of a sudden someone starts speaking out about their faith and you're really encouraged because you feel like, oh, right, a Christian in the industry. But they are there. It's just that we don't always know. Um, and so I think I had to just work it out for myself a lot. But now I love the fact that I've got in the industry other Christian um, friends, presenters, uh, like Gemma Hunt, um, mm. who we're good friends. And it's if we're on a job together, you, you're you united in you know, what you're doing, you you know, your faith, you know that you're bringing the same thing to yes. that yeah. to that job or there might be a moment where you just stop and pray for one another or you just that extra little bit of support and that's really beautiful when you have Christian friends in the industry. Um, and I think that probably as Christians, and I speak to myself as well in this, is that we need to be, um, you know, bolder and not afraid to say who you know that we're christians and and speak up and post things on social media that are about faith people aren't going to be scared it's okay yeah. people are people are more open than i think we think they are mm. and then for other christians out there it's such an encouragement and such a blessing when i see someone else and i go oh wow this is great this is so good i feel so encouraged <laughs> by someone yeah. else doing that Joanna, you've got a book coming out soon, which I am really excited about to get using with my own children. Can you tell us more about it? Because I think lots of people would be really interested to hear. So it's called What's Up? It's 30 Encouragements to Fuel Your Faith, which is essentially it's a devotional, really. Um, and they're mostly stories from my life. I've got a few other people who have contributed stories to it. And we touch on experiences that I've walked through. So it could be learning to hear from the Holy Spirit, uh, grief, anger, sibling rivalry, not wanting to give up, finding who I am, um, you know, a whole range of topics that young people will inevitably face at some point, probably in their life. Mm. Um, and it's knowing that somebody else has walked it and survived it, firstly, but also in everything, finding God within those situations and then there's space for the kids to reflect on their own lives uh there are written prayers in there and there are obviously bible verses but there are questions and i'm mostly excited at the moment about the audiobook because what the audiobook does is really create and i've had um beautiful friend of mine matthew smith who's written a piece of music that facilitates the space for them to meet with God for themselves and to experience the Holy Spirit, to sit with a question, to pray for themselves and to listen to what God's saying to them. Mm. And I think as a kid growing up, I had, you know, went to Sunday school and all of those things and had those little pockets of had, had the knowledge, but I never really had anything that facilitated me spending time in the presence of God. And I think devotionals in the book is is great and I'm really excited about the book, but I'm so excited about people being able to use the book and the audio book together to be able to sit in that presence of God and really walk through. And, you know, my prayer is that if they're walking through one of these scenarios that they read in one of these chapters, that they will be able to connect with God about their own journey 
feel encouraged about what they've read, but also feel supported in going, actually, I can come to God with this and pray about it and come out the other side of it too. So yeah, I'm super excited. Mm. Yeah, that sounds amazing because I knew about the book and I didn't know about the audio book, but obviously Parenting for Faith, we are all about kids getting to meet and know God for themselves and kids um, chatting to God and catching from God. And uh, so many devotional resources for children and adults can just be read. You know, you read it, you close the book, job done, you get on with your day. It sounds like what you're trying to do with this resource is not only give children something that they can absorb, something that they can learn from scripture, but really kind of take that space and that time to apply it for themselves and to hear from God themselves. And that's such a amazing gift that we can give our children i'm mm. so excited when does it come out tell us so it comes out on the 16th of february so Great. not too long away <laughs> that's a couple of weeks we will link it in the show notes we will also link your instagram which is great so go and follow joanna on instagram uh, and your website various things so that people can find you online joanna it's been a really really great uh, time with you thank you so much for everything you've shared take care god bless thanks <laughs> a question to ask your kid to spark an interesting conversation. Has God ever used a play or show to speak to you? Have a great conversation. We'll be back next week uh, looking at connecting with God through big questions with Peter Vardy. And I'd love to invite you, if you haven't already, to become a friend of Parenting for Faith. There's a link in the show notes. um, And this is just a way of you supporting this podcast, supporting Parenting for Faith and all the resources that we produce. We ask for a really small monthly donation, anything from £2 a month. We used to say the price of a cup of coffee, but that is not what a cup of coffee costs anymore. So for the price of half a cup of coffee, uh, would you um, join with us and support us in that way to keep us going? We would be so, so grateful. It may not seem like a much to you, but if all of you who listen to this podcast did that, we would be able to keep producing this for many months and years to come, equipping and resourcing parents and carers. And we would be so excited to see that happen and for you to be part of making that happen. Have a great week and we'll be back next week. Bye.